Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Well, happy Mother's Day to all you moms of our Coastline kids. I think they said it the best. Slurpees, SeaWorld, baseball. Um, Nash thinks Marsh is his mom. I don't know. So it's okay. Um, so that's so much fun. Shelly, if you see Shelly Ward out there, give her a hug and a high five because she asked us to put together that video and that's the best. And I'm definitely going to be posting that later on social media because it's too cute not to watch. Again, good morning, Coastline. Happy Mother's Day. My name is Erica, as Brian so gracefully introduced me, and I have the privilege and the honor of bringing the message this morning to the house. And so, you know, in true motherhood fashion, we work in all the time. Moms don't get a day off. We can call this Mother's Day, but, you know, we work in. So I'm just going to work with the rest of us, and um, we're going to have a good time this morning. Um, I became a mom almost nine years ago. Olivia is going to be nine next week. Ben is six, and uh, this is a wild ride of motherhood. Becoming a mom was not something I was prepared for. I never knew that your heart could be so full and so exhausted at the same time, also scared out of your mind. I remember Brian telling me, uh, or Brian and I looking at each other when they handed Olivia to us at the hospital and they told us it was time to go. And we said, what, are you coming with us? Like we, we have to take this one with us. We have no idea what we're doing. Um, so. Motherhood is incredible. It's one wild ride. I know for us, like, I'm just getting started on this journey of motherhood, but there is no better nickname I've ever been called than mom. Oh, it takes you beyond yourself, pushes you to limits of love and sacrifice, unlike anything else I've ever experienced. It's so much fun to be a mom. But before I continue on in our lesson today, I want to take a moment and acknowledge the different people we have here in the room. Some of us, this day is so much fun. We get to watch Mother's Day videos of our kids saying cute things, or we were gifted with these fun crafts um, from our kids this morning. We woke up, Ben brought me cereal in bed and he didn't spill it, and so I was so proud of him. And so some of us, this is an exciting day. We got to dedicate our kids to the Lord, and um, we're having so much fun, but others of us, it's a tough day. Others of us, we uh, can't wait to call our mom today. We called her first thing, and others of us are dreading that phone call to make. We have strange relationships with our mom, and others of us, wish the only call we could make today is to our mom because she's not here with us. Some of us wish and long to be a mom, but it's not our season or has never been our season to be a mom. So I wanna acknowledge you in the room today. Some of you are grieving children. Some of you are grieving moms. Some of you are excited to be here and we're going to brunch afterwards, but wherever you found yourself this morning, I want you to know that God is with you. If you are crying tears today of sadness, of heartache, 
and of just sorrow and grief. God is with you in these moments today. God knows every single tear that you've cried, and he's collected them for you, and he is with you, he's never left you, and he will never leave you. I know your heart aches, but I pray that today God fills your heart with joy and gratitude and thanksgiving for the things you have or the time you had. Your pain has not gone unnoticed. The living God is with you today and all days. So with that, let's pray, and we're going to get started into this message today. Father God, Lord, we are so thankful. God, we are thankful for the incredible women in our lives. Whether they gave birth to us, whether they raised us, whether they mentored us and taught us along the way, God, whether they're a spiritual mother in the house, an aunt, a grandmother, wherever this woman was or women in our lives that raised us and nurtured us and cared for us and comforted, comforted us, God, I just pray this morning, Lord, I pray we would remember and rejoice over those things, and I thank you for those women. And God, for the women in the room today, God, I pray that you would continue to give us wisdom as we do the same, raising our children and our spiritual children, God, and our nieces and our grandchildren, God, I pray that you would give us wisdom and endurance and strength to run the race, God, to raise better children for this world. God, we thank you for the opportunity you've given us to be women, to know women, and to raise women. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, let's get into it. You guys ready? Woo, let's go. You still with me? Yeah, okay, one person. Thanks, Brian. You're so encouraging. Love you. <laughs> so after, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. we're just going to start that up. Okay, so over the past year, I've been on a journey. I have been on a journey that has awakened me into studying the Bible in a different way. My ladies on our Thursday night group, we were kind of entered into this world of studying the Bible in a completely different way than I ever had before. We've been opening our eyes and I've been realizing that we in our Western culture look and study and read the Bible in a much different way than it was actually intended. So the Bible is written by and for and in a culture of Middle Eastern Jewish culture. And so for us, as we study the Bible, oftentimes in the Western world, we read the Bible and we think, what can this teach me about me? But in the Middle Eastern culture, when you study the Bible, when you read the Word of God, you actually are looking at the scriptures and asking, what can this teach me about God? And so when you learn those principles and you start to shift your focus into a Middle Eastern culture written by Middle Eastern men, it really starts to make the Bible come to life a little bit more and really makes you understand where this is coming from. And for me, the journey I've been on is really been falling even more in love with the living God and with Jesus because it's become that much more impactful in my life. So that brings me to this story today for us. It's about two ladies, two sisters that Jesus visits. And um, I want to read this together. It's in the book of Luke, which is located in the New Testament, Luke 10, 38 through 42. 
We're going to read it all together, and then I'm going to go back, and we're going to kind of dissect this a little bit together. In verse 38, it says, As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came into a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed her, welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, it doesn't, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. That's our story today. We're going to go through this and try to look and understand this story through a Middle Eastern lens, through a Middle Eastern culture. And so if we go back to verse 38, it says, As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And so I want to take a step back here and let you know that in the Jewish culture, in this context, hospitality is up there. It is the biggest deal in their culture. And so to welcome someone into their home is a huge deal. And when a rabbi would come into your home, an even bigger deal, this is something of great honor that you would be the host or hostess to a rabbi. And on top of that, you have the rabbi Jesus, who is the son of God, coming in to your home. This is a huge deal. Now, I love hosting people in my home. Growing up, my parents always hosted parties and holidays. My grandparents would have the most beautiful parties for holidays, most beautiful setup for family dinners. And I get the sense in the text that maybe they're not quite sure or they don't know ahead of time that Jesus is coming. So I don't know about you guys. Um, have you ever felt that panic rise up when someone says they're going to stop by your house? Especially if you have kids. I don't know if your in-laws or your parents have ever just done a quick drive-by stop-in. Um, if we all today said, hey, Erica, right now, we're all going to get in our cars and go to your house right now. Absolutely not. Uh, First of all, I gave my husband and my children one job the entire weekend. I cleaned the entire house on Friday, mopped everything, did it, it was beautiful, and said, your job this weekend is to keep it clean, and it's not clean. So um, no one's coming to my house unannounced anymore in these days. So uh, that is kind of what I envision. I envision they hear Jesus is coming, he's on his way from Jerusalem to Jerusalem, and they say, hey, we're going to come to Martha and Mary's house. And they got to get it together. They need to pop a casserole in the oven, and they need to get their house ready to host a rabbi who's coming in. Back to our story. When the rabbis would come in to a home, they would sit in the, in the living room area. I'm sure it's not called a living room in Middle Eastern culture in the first century, but they would sit down 
And the disciples, the people who are learning from them, would sit at his feet. And they would lean in, they would learn, and they would listen. The rabbi would begin teaching right there in their home. In verse 39, it says, Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. I think for us today in our Western culture, in our modern Western culture, it's easy for us to read over that passage. Okay, yeah, Mary's there, she's sitting, she's listening, sounds good. Women are here, we're sitting, we're listening today. But in this culture and in this time, women did not sit at the feet of a rabbi. To sit at the feet of a rabbi was to become his disciple. And rabbis did not have female disciples. This is not something they would do in this culture. And what this passage is really doing and why I think Luke includes this story in his gospel, in his book here, is because it's starting to teach us something about Jesus. It's starting to teach us who he is and what he's like, how he, his attitude towards women, his posture and his ministry towards women is different than anything they've seen before. He allows Mary to sit at his feet and to learn from him. Luke is teaching us in this gospel that Jesus had at least one female disciple and her name was Mary. We're gonna continue on in the story. Verse 40 says, but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. All right, ladies, moms, this is where we can relate, right? This is where our play comes into it. Have you guys ever hosted a big party, maybe a kid's birthday or a holiday dinner? or a Super Bowl party, or maybe Thanksgiving, and I know you know what Martha is feeling right here. Little story time. Every single time we have an event, a get-together at my house, my love-loving, sweet, adoring husband, who throws me under the bus every week, so I'm gonna throw you under the bus. (laughs) Yeah, last week especially. Okay, so this is payback. My husband decides while the party's going on on the inside of the house, the garage needs to be cleaned or the car needs to be cleaned out and go taken to get washed, which has nothing to do with the people coming to the inside of our house. I'm I'm drowning in Thanksgiving casseroles and Brian finds any mundane task that has nothing to do with the event that I'm doing, and I'm left to do it all by myself. Anybody relate to this at all? No? Okay, just me. All right, I also read that text as a mom of two siblings. Now, I didn't have any siblings growing up, so I didn't have any sibling rivalry or any arguments going on, but this, I can relate to this passage because every single week this happens in my home. My kids have one job, well, they have multiple jobs, but like one consistent job that they have to do, and that is to put away the groceries every time I bring them in. 
and without fail, every single time, one of them, usually Olivia, comes to me and says, Mom, Ben's not helping me. And so I read this text where Martha goes to Jesus and says, don't you think it's unfair? She's not helping me. And I want to take it back because I, I think we can pick on Martha a little bit. We can pick on her in this story to say, well, you know, she kind of seems ungrateful. But really, that was the role of the woman in the house. That was her job. She is hosting a rabbi. She is hosting the Son of God. And she is busy worrying about the details, which rightfully so in this place, in this culture. She's not super wrong for saying those things. But I think it's interesting that they say this in the text. My kids fighting, I can see it. I can see what they're talking about. And back to our story, Martha is distracted. She is hosting a rabbi in her home, and not any rabbi, the son of God. But much like motherhood, she is wrapped up in the details. Motherhood is all about the details especially if you still have children in your home, whether they're little or they're big. You are constantly distracted by schedules, packing lunches, running them to sports practices, taking them to doctor's appointments, helping them with their homework. Pause, did you guys know they changed math? Um, so they changed math, and I wasn't ever good at the old math, but now they changed math, and there's new math, and they didn't give us a lesson on new math, and so I got to help my kid do new math, and I wasn't even good at the old math, and I don't know. They're going to have calculators in their pockets, so I guess they'll be good. Hopefully, they have your math skills, babe. Um, anyways, back to that. Moms are busy with the details, just like Martha. In verse 41, the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Here, Jesus tells Martha, You are worried about casseroles and charcuterie boards and matching napkins. And you're upset about all of these details. And you can kind of read this, and Jesus is having like a bless your heart moment. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> but I don't think that's what he's doing here. I think Jesus is showing Martha she is concerned about the wrong things. And I think he is inviting her to sit with Mary. If you can put yourself in this story today, where are you located? Are you in the kitchen helping Martha? Are you peering into the window trying to get a glimpse of Jesus? Are you walking into the living room and sitting down at the feet of Jesus, listening and learning and leaning in with next to Mary? Maybe the better question today is, where do you want to be located? I think in today's culture, especially women and moms, we are all Marthas. We are all distracted by busy schedules, trying to fit into our culture, 
trying to make our Instagram and Facebook feed look just right with our vacation photos, trying to look like we have it all together. But what we really need to be is like Mary, sitting at the feet of Jesus, leaning in, listening, and learning from him. I want to leave you with this today as the band comes up. I heard a quote months ago in my ladies' group, and it stuck with me. I know it stuck with them. We've been talking about it for almost a year now. And the quote is this. Oftentimes, we stare at our lives and we glance at God. My prayer today is that we would be a people who are staring at God and glancing at our lives. My prayer is that we become a little bit more like Mary in the story, that we are sitting at the feet of Jesus, not worried about the details of our lives, not worried about our promotion, not worried about our school calendars, not worried about what our neighbors think of us or the people we've never even met on social media. My prayer is that we would be like Mary because Jesus has invited us to sit at his feet. He has invited us to his table He's invited us to sit, to listen, and to learn, and to lean in to who he is, what he's like, and to experience life with him. My prayer today for all you moms, all you women, all you incredible women who impact so many people in your lives, whether you've had your own child or not, my prayer for you is that you get out of the kitchen just for a moment and you'd step away and you would stare at God and glance back at your life and see all the wonderful things he has for you, who he is, how he's invited us in. Some of us have been told we're not worthy to sit at his table. Some of us have been told by the enemy, by mean church folk that we don't belong there. But in this story, we learn Jesus tells Martha, don't be concerned about the details. And I believe that he invites her to come sit alongside her sister. And that's your invitation today, to come sit alongside Jesus, sit at his feet, Learn from him. He has good things in store for you. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to sing another song in worship, and then we're going to go about our day. But I pray today that wherever you are in your walk with Jesus, whether you've been walking alongside him your whole life, or you're just peering outside the house, looking in the window, who is this Jesus guy? that you would know he's with you and he is for you. He has never left your side. He will never leave your side. 
He's with you today and tomorrow and for the rest of your life. And he invites you in to stop worrying about the details and just sit in his presence. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that while we are busy worrying and working, God, you're sitting and you're not worried and you're always working for our good. And God, my prayer this morning is as we move forward throughout our week, God, we would identify a little bit more with Mary, that we would walk and sit down next to her as she sat down next to you and became your disciple. God, I just pray, Lord, that we would calm our lives. We would calm our busy minds and our busy schedules running around all the time. And God, there would be a place of peace and a place of rest at your feet. We thank you for inviting us there. We thank you that it's always open for us, that you've called us on purpose for a purpose. And Lord, we're so thankful for that. We thank you for this story this morning. We thank you for our time together. It's in Jesus' name we pray. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.